What the fuck is happening, fam? It is Monday morning, and uh, coming to you live during some cardio, which lately seems to be one of the best times for me to get some recording in, keep it rough, rugged, and raw, doing some shit that I like to do while doing some shit that I don't necessarily like to do. Now, for those who've been following for a little while, you know that recently I completed 75 hard about a month ago, uh, and that shit was hard and has helped to create and cultivate some new habits within me that I didn't necessarily have before. And what's crazy is after a month of not doing it, uh, there are some habits that I've been keeping like continuing to work out, not two a days every day like it was, but consistently working out pretty much daily. My dieting has kind of gone to shit since stopping 75 hard. Definitely been drinking. You know, my cannabis consumption has not changed. It's through the roof as per usual. And uh, I can feel myself starting to struggle with some of the same issues that I had prior to doing 75 hard. Right? I can feel my depression creeping in. I can feel the anxiety creeping in. I can feel the fear creeping in. And I realized how closely... I held on to the 75 Heart program as a crutch, for lack of a better term, in order to help me feel good. And now, in my life, it is not new for me to use crutches to hold on to, to feel better about shit. But the thing with 75 Heart is that it's something that's actually positive, so... Today, I got up at 5 fucking 30. I'm out for some cardio. I've been on the interwebs searching for some cool shit, some shit to talk about. And, uh, so yeah. Shit's fucking wild. We're, uh, we're just getting through. No, we're not even getting through it. I feel like we're just getting started. Some chaos via the election presidential election, which for those who don't know, I don't fucking vote. You know, I don't think that voting for the president is something that is actually going to make a difference. The reason I feel that way is by the time an elected official gets all the way to the office of president, they are way too far gone. They are bought and sold, paid for cash on fucking delivery. And they no longer represent the interests of the American people, but the interests of the corporations who lobby for their campaigns. If you don't like that or you disagree, Harvard, the Ivy League University, has a great study. They found that the United States of America is, in fact, a capitalist oligarchy. Run, for those who do not know, an oligarchy is a country that is run 
by a group of people, not just an individual. Sort of like a corporation. You have all your elected officials on the board. And that just is what it is. And now, before we dive much deeper on the political end of things, as I said, I don't really think that either presidential candidate is somebody that's fit to run our country. Joe Biden has run for president three times now. The other two times, he said a bunch of racist shit and had to drop out. One of the least popular candidates and somehow has secured the popular vote, according to mainstream media. Now, Donald Trump, I really don't give much of a fuck about that guy because, see, I've been... I'm an OG when it comes to hating on Trump and blaming Trump for my problems. Back in 2010, I, uh, and I, I guess it was 2009, actually. Uh, I was living in Atlantic City, which was a time when the Trump Taj Mahal had just added on the new Trump Tower addition to it, which is awesome. I lived over on Maryland Ave. Uh, I think it was like Maryland and Pacific, pretty much, or Atlantic. Whichever one you come in on in Atlantic City. I forget. Haven't been there since I lived there. And uh, because it was so close, I would always go to the Taj um, as my go-to spot to play cards. Now, in this time frame, I was busy shooting dope all day, every day. Stay up for a good... 30 hours playing cards and then go get some dope and go home and crash out for a while and get back up and do it again. I was pretty much living uh, poker hand to poker hand. And I can tell you, whenever I was playing at the Taj, every time that I would lose a hand, I would blame Donald Trump. I'd look at his stupid picture on the bottle of Trump ice, the free Trump owned water that they would give you at the uh, Taj, which was literally a picture of Trump with his arms crossed uh, his chest in front of some glaciers. It was actually pretty hilarious. And uh, I'd lose a hand. And rather than evaluate what what it was that the other player did, what I did, uh, what I didn't do, what I was too blind to realize maybe in those moments... um, I would blame Trump. Instead of accepting responsibility for my own actions, my own life, I would blame Trump. Pocket aces would get cracked. Fucking Trump. You know, I've had a straight that got cracked by a flush. Fucking Trump. And the reality is that I didn't pay attention to the signs around me And it was much easier to blame somebody else for the problems in my life than accept responsibility and take action to change them. So I guess my point is, no matter who's the president, no matter what the media tells us, we are in control of our own lives. 
And the shit cracks me up when I watch all these people and listen to all these people who say, yeah, we voted for Joe Biden. It's not who we wanted, but it's not Trump. And now that we have Trump out of office, we're going to hold Biden and Kamala Harris accountable. The shit cracks me up because I just want to know at what point when we have uh, a presidential election and we get us a shit president who looks out for the interests of themselves and the corporations that pay them, how it is that we as the American citizens plan on holding them accountable, right? How do you say Black Lives Matter and in the same sentence think that a vote for Joe Biden supports that? How? How do you hold Joe Biden accountable? The guy who's literally uh, a big part of the issue of systemic racism in America, i.e. incorporating racism into the system by implementing systems that primarily affect people of color. 94 crime bill. Gave crazy harsh sentences to people that didn't deserve them. And yet we think this human is somehow now going to give a fuck about freeing these people? No. Come on, man. That's a joke. Right? I I don't know how these people plan on holding the president and vice president accountable. Like, his first role as, you know, potential president is not going to be fucking freeing the fucking real, freeing the OGs. It's going to be making you wear a mask in public from the moment you step outside your door. Which, contrary to popular belief, doesn't do a fucking thing. You know... It just, it's easy to be afraid, man. I can feel it. I have a lot of fears. You know, there's a lot of moments where I just want to give the fuck in. You know, because I feel afraid for what the future holds. What type of reality my kids will grow up in. And honestly, right now it seems fucked up. You know, and it's hard for me not to talk about the shit I see going on. Uh, you know, and as much as I don't want to fucking talk about politics or fucking humanity, I don't know what the fuck else to talk about. It's hard to just talk about some weed shit. And we're going to get into it. We're going to get into some weed shit because I don't really want to fucking talk about this for much longer. I don't want to keep fucking spewing this shit. You know? I just want people to think about what role the president actually plays in their life. And keep in mind that at the end of the day, the only person that's really going to look out for you is you. Trust your gut. Trust the things that you know to be true. Trust your body. If you're worried about catching a, a virus, if you're worried about getting sick, take proactive measures to not get sick. Yeah, I mean, I'm no fucking doctor. 
But I know that if I'm concerned about the flu, I better fucking eat up my fruits and vegetable intake. Get some exercise. Do some things to strengthen my immune system. Not shove a bunch of fucking heavy metals and aborted fetal DNA and possibly, you know, other shit. Including the virus that I'm trying to avoid. Why? Because my body is a fucking temple. My immune system is dope. It can fucking learn and adapt and grow. You know, so with that, I just ask you to think about it, the shit that it is that you're doing. And I know for me, right, as I had said earlier, 75 hard was a way for me to fucking get outside of myself, get outside of my own bullshit, step away from all of this other shit and stay focused on my goals. All right, for those who don't know, I was having uh, issues in my personal life. Uh, early on in the COVID quarantines, you know, and I didn't know how to fucking get past that. I ate a lot of mushrooms. That helped a lot. Helped me think about what was important. Gave me some of the insight required, the courage to step up and say, this is the shit that I want to do. And this is how I'm going to get it done and then do it. You know, in that time I started doing jujitsu again. You know, I fucking love it. I fucking love jujitsu. You know, it gives me the ability to practice some humility. You know, it's humbling to fucking grapple with a dude 50 pounds lighter than you who can fucking choke you out with your own shit. You know, it's humbling to grapple with a dude who's 100 pounds heavier than you and not be able to do shit except for try to escape. You know, and I know this last week has been hard for me because I haven't really been able to work out. I hurt my knee, you know, between running, skateboarding, jiu-jitsuing, and, uh, and I've jammed or broke my fucking pinky also from jiu-jitsu, trying to grab onto a dude's gi. And so I've been out of commission the last week and I can feel that shit. I can feel that I'm not feeling good. I'm not getting the same release of endorphins, right? Coupled with some other shit going on in my personal life, fears of the future, you know, and that shit has forced me to take a step back and uh, evaluate where I'm at and what I need to do. So for me, I'm thinking about doing another 75 hard. You know, I'm thinking about what I need to do to stay focused on my business and controlling what's controllable for me. Letting go of the shit that's not. You know, what is controllable is me getting my ass out there and doing the fucking work. You know? <sighs> so, let's move on. Let's move the fuck on. You know, I'm out here today. Knees still hurting. Getting ready to start running. Pinky hurting. I'm like, I got a little fucking brace on my pinky, but it's feeling a little bit better. I'm going to give it a, uh, I'm going to give it a crack, pull on it, see if I can put it back in the normal position. Feels a little off, but I've been getting a little stretch into it. Shit's good. Shit feels good. Hopefully later this week, I'll be able to get back to the jiu-jitsu mat and, uh, stay focused. But, uh, 
I'm, uh, I've been looking at some of the shit that's been going on in the Maryland market, right? Obviously, COVID has changed a lot of the uh, policies and procedures for a lot of dispensaries in the, not only the Maryland market, but in pretty much all markets, right? The rec dispensaries in other markets, med dispensaries here, um, they've really seemingly been able to pull fast one over on the consumers, you know, because now, because of COVID, right, it's easy for them to say, no, you can't look at uh, this product. You can't smell this product. You can't touch it. You can't see it. And now you couldn't really touch them prior, but you could see, smell, look at it. Now they want you to stand far away. You're just doing it based off what the testing percentages say, which we know aren't that fucking on point. We know they literally put anything they can on there. Any of the little tricks of the trade that are available to get a better result to then charge a higher price point, that's what these companies are doing. And they're, they're preying on the consumer for not being able to do anything until they get back to their fucking house. And then guess what? You can't fucking return this shit anymore because, you know, COVID. You took that shit home. You got your greasy paws all the fuck over it. Nah, fuck it. Um, what if there's COVID on your Mylar bag? You know, I looked at uh, this dude, Andy Likes Rosin. Uh, he is a guy in the Maryland market who's been, uh, you know, an avid user and consumer of Maryland's products. And I don't think he'll mind because uh, he posted the shit on his page and it's a public page. I believe it's public. And uh, so you can go look at it if you want. He posted up one of his most recent posts, uh, some black label grape lime Ricky premium live resin sugar. And when somebody sent me this fucking uh, a picture of his post, I had to go check it out. I had to go see it. I did not believe it because, you know, the guy that sent it to me said it was MPX. Right? MPX is a multi-state operator. I believe they started in Arizona or Nevada. I forget. But if you go back to, uh, I think it might be episode three of Let's Talk About It. I talk about my tour of the MPX Maryland facility. Go over some of the things that I had learned there. Um, shout out to the homie. And uh, for bringing me in there. It was awesome. Right? Now, one of the biggest things that is an issue for MPX here in Maryland is that they have no grow license, right? They only have a processor's license at the moment. Now, what they do is, I know that SunMeds, I believe it is, uh, has a whole section in their grow that's pretty much like contracted to MPX so they can, uh, they can utilize the SunMed facility part of it where there's a section of shit that they will be the shit that they get from some med to process is coming from like a garden that's overseen by mpx but it's not actually on their like license right now they typically since they only have the processor's license they're at the mercy of the products they get from other 
companies, right? Like I know when I went to visit them, they had uh, about five pounds, maybe a little more than that. It was like a five pound bag of some bullshit from fucking Forward Grow who, if you do not know about Forward Grow, go back to some of the early episodes of Let's Talk About It and you will hear me talk about how they fucking fucked over the patients. They do not give one single solitary fuck about you, me, or any other patient. It's just about money. It's just about getting it done. And they don't care how many bugs or different types of mites or mold are on your fucking product. Right? Because they wanted to pass that shit through. And, uh, and they, were, they had a bunch of bullshit from Forward Grow. He said, nah, this is trash. We're not fucking even going to run it. We're sending it back. Blah, 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 blah. And, uh, and I respected that. I thought that was awesome. And, uh, and then I saw Andy Likes Rosin's fucking post. Right? I'm like, what the fuck? Black Label? Then I realized that Black Label is like a sister company of MPX that they use for product that does not meet the MPX quality standards, but yet they still process it and need to make their money. It was totally confusing. I don't know if this is a new thing. I don't know where this, where this came from. I would assume, uh, try to think, the Grape Lime Ricky who grows that? It might be a Grow West strand of R uh, or SunMeds. I'm assuming it's one of them because those are the two that they get the most product from for processing. You know, a lot of the companies that also have a processor's license that are vertically integrated, obviously they give out minimal product to other companies. So the companies that MPX primarily processes are SunMeds and Grow West. I'm 99% sure that's a Grow West strain. But do not quote me. So I just want to know how, how in the fuck you have something. When I think of Black Label, right, other than the skateboard company and fucking Jason Adams, John Lucero, Mike V, I think, I'm thinking of a a premium fucking cannabis product. I'm thinking of something that's like the top shelf. Black Label, Private Reserve, Johnny Walker. You know? And this Grape Lime Ricky premium live resin sugar was literally black. First of all, I didn't see any any diamonds in there, any fucking chunks of THCA crystal in it. It looked like some poop soup, old-ass trim-run flower rosin. Like, where was the sugar? Where was the live? Because to me, you got some shit that was fucking sitting in a freezer for the last year and a half and then run it. That shit ain't live. Just because it was fresh frozen at one point, that's just just frozen. Let it go, let it go. Fucking take some advice from motherfucking Elsa, dude. Fucking 
don't try you know i saw what fucked me up was that i saw a dude from the mpx company all over this post in the comments defending this product saying hey this is for people who can't afford fucking 100 a g for some live resin $80 for some live resin it's for the budget consumer oh okay so a sick person who has no money gets straight bullshit come on man Y'all are still fucking winning. MPX in Maryland charges over a hundred a gram for diamonds consistently. Diamonds. For those who do not know, pretty much anything that gets run into a concentrate is bringing. A ton of bread to follow. Right? They're usually taking products that were not good enough to sell as flour here in the Maryland market. Right? Because flour goes at a premium price point. Whether it's bullshit or whether it's top shelf. The bullshit goes for a price point considerably higher than it is worth. And the top shelf, quote-unquote, goes for a price point that is also through the roof. Now, at least you're getting some more value from the top shelf product. The price point at least makes sense comparably to other markets. You know, quality costs. That's just how shit goes. But if it's bullshit, lower the number, man. Stop playing games. I don't want to hear this bullshit about supply and demand, marketplace, blah, blah, blah. If you're putting out some garbage, show that it's some motherfucking garbage. Right? Let have your bud tenders be honest. But nah, man, look. This joint ain't good. Straight black. You know, you have a responsibility as a medical dispensary to share the truth with your consumer. Otherwise, we're no better than the pharmaceutical industry. Prescribing people meds that are garbage, that have more side effects than they do actually curing the ailments. We think about the phrase patients over profits. And a lot of people have different definitions for that shit. A lot of people think that means... You should make no money. Nah, make your money. Good with that. Business is business for sure. But bad business is bad business. And trying to pull a fast one over on your consumer with fancy marketing terms is just not really a fucking positive. You know, like MPX, you could do better, man. Like, you know, that's not the type of, that's not the type of shit. I didn't see anyone from MPX on this post saying, hey, Andy, look, man, if you're dissatisfied, bring that shit back and we'll swap you out. Right? They won't say that shit. 
right now because of COVID, even though MPX owns Health for Life, which there's two to three of them in the state. I think there's one down in Rockville, if I'm not mistaken. Don't quote me because I'm not fact-checking that. Um, you know, you guys got to do what's right. And, and the fact that Andy wasn't able to look at the product, he probably would have made a different decision. And that's something that's been happening in all fucking states. I just saw, um, hmm, who was it? I don't think it was Blacklist. It was somebody on my timeline on the gram saying that in getting a, a real scope of what's going on in the market as far as rec weed, the bud tenders are not doing what they need to in regards to helping consumers get a product that's dope. They're selling high price mids and, and and hoping that, you know, they can they can get over on you. You know, ah, COVID. Right? COVID's a convenient fucking excuse. I mean shit. I can't cough in public from smoking a blunt without somebody fucking running across the street or pulling a mask up even though we're outside and they're 20 feet away. You know, you can't buy good weed. You know, you can't buy shit weed without somebody lying to you and telling you it's good weed. You know, get refused service, the death of customer service. You know, if you're not wearing a mask, get the Get the fuck out. That's how that shit goes. Right? Fuck your needs. Fuck your money. We don't give a shit. Get the fuck out. You know, I mean, shit. In Baltimore, they're more likely to call the cops. Cops are more likely to show up for you not wearing a mask than they are for you getting shot dead in the street. And I've seen it. I've felt it. I've had the cops called on me for not wearing a mask at the fucking grocery store. But yet, 20 minutes later, I drive past a fucking kid who's leaking on the fucking street. Come on, man. Priorities are fucked up around here. And I get it. COVID is real. COVID is a thing. But we're all going to fucking die. One day, someday. The only thing certain in this life is death. And that's something I learned a long time ago. And have learned to accept and be okay with. Because at the end of the day, when it comes to time to be laying on my deathbed, I'm out here living, man. I can't feel regret. So, as far as other shit going on in the cannabis world uh, that I've seen, you know... There's uh, there's not much competition in the marketplace for good products, you know, and if you're a company that gives a fuck about your consumer and is consistently putting out a good product, I mean, it's hard because, like, I feel like these companies, like, they have to get multiple runs in of a strand of R before it's any fucking good. I mean, you can look at Colta and Cookies and see that, you know, some of them, they got spot on straight up from the first go round but there's been a lot of strains that it's like okay this batch is good the next batch is meh next batch is pretty good next batch is awesome next batch is meh you know so up and down and inconsistent that it's like bro how can I keep spending this high ass numbers 
on shit that isn't matching. You know, I got how is it that the every time there's a new strain it comes out like 14% THC and then the next fucking go around it's like 28-30%. I don't get it, man. I don't understand uh you know. So, for me right now it's kind of like I've been supporting the black market. It's the fucking the legal market just hasn't had products that I can consistently vibe with at a price point that makes sense. You know, I'm a dad of three kids. I can't afford to spend requeed pr- prices every fucking day. I smoke like a quarter to a half ounce daily. That's a lot of fucking weed. You do the math. You know, now, some days it's a little less than that. You know, some days it might only be an eighth. A couple dabs. Right? But it's a lot. I smoke a lot. You know, the big problem that a lot of people have is fucking smoking a lot. You know, the problem is that, like, companies say they're going to do things and then don't do them. Maryland's been talking about a compassionate care fund for years now. They had the shit worked out, planned out, lined up how they would do it, where they would get it from, it's still nothing. You know, I created a, a line of t-shirts, say patience over profits. You can buy one from lordbonktomore.com. You can message me uh, and, you know, send me a cash app. You can meet up in person and get one. And uh, it's cool. You know, it is a product where um, your profits, my profits from it are going into a fund that will directly buy medication for somebody who needs it. And I'll even I'll buy it from a dispensary. Right? Because I'm going to get them to match match me on fucking on price. Right? I am going to hold these people accountable to the things that they do. And I already have people lined up waiting for me to come show up with a patient who needs meds who can't afford them. And uh, and they're going to fucking work it out. You know? So buy a fucking t-shirt from me. Send me a message. Fucking email. Go to lordbongtomore.com. Get one off the website. Whatever is clever. G. You know? Like, I just try to think about how can we fucking help people. Right? Cannabis brings people together. That's a fact. I interact with people daily that I would probably never have interacted with had I not shared a blunt with them, had a dab with them, you know, had a conversation over a joint, a cup of coffee, you know, and that's been awesome and it'll continue to be fucking awesome because that's what, that's what's important, plant, you know, so... I just think about what are we going to do? How are we going to keep moving forward as an industry? And how are we actually going to hold the people accountable? You know, I saw the other day uh, a couple ladies in the industry bring up, uh, and actually uh, some other people, bring up a podcast I did back in November of last year. With Mackie Barch, the owner of uh, Colta, 
check out episode five, a cultivating conversation uh, with Mackie Barch, uh, with the old owner of Culta, something weighty like that, Mackie Barch, number five. And uh, that episode's been the cause of much controversy. Um, one, a while back, uh, because of language that was used in there. Uh, two, recently, like I said, because some of the some of the local activists uh, brought it up, talking about how you know this guy is part of a group that lobbies against home grow and how helpful home grow would be and this and that. And I'll just say it as I've been saying it this whole time, like, literally you can go back, listen to some of my old episodes from a year two years ago. Like nobody gives a fuck if you're growing at home in Maryland. It is such a, uh, a low priority. If you have a fucking tent with five, six plants in it, nobody gives a fuck. Right, and these people are out here like, we need to be able to grow, so do it. You can do it. People have been doing it this whole time. Remember, what pushes the culture forward is not what happens in the fucking legal market. It's not what these fucking fools in a courthouse or on a Senate floor say. It's what we know and what we do. I mean, I know guys that literally they love nothing more than to say. Fuck the white market. And they grow. And they don't even grow just like on some little short personal shit. They grow. Right? And that's awesome. Because that's the shit that's going to keep pushing the culture forward. If you're concerned about, you know, whether or not you supplementing your fucking meds is going to be an issue. If you're fucking growing a few plants at your crib in a tent, I highly doubt anyone's going to give a fuck. Nobody's looking at you. You think the fucking police department has time to study you as a medical patient? Get your caregiver card. Get your patient ID. Get your your fucking med card. You know, because in personal levels, growing is considered a misdemeanor here in the state of Maryland. Right? So if you're a med patient and a caregiver, I mean, all I, I would think is you need a fucking argument. The argument is, hey, I need to grow this weed because I can't afford to buy weed all the fucking time. If there was an issue, you know what I mean? But I don't foresee one being there. Right? Like, to me, all this talk about, like, what someone says, what the owner of a company says or does is not relevant to, like what we do, the decisions that we make, you know, like, I just think that as far as the legal companies go, Culta is one of the best, not only based on quality consistently, but based on the fact that guys like Mackie, while yes, he is a businessman, is also somebody that actually gives a fuck about the community and the culture. You know, I mean, it is what it is. Stop trying to fucking clout chase by bringing up old fucking let's talk about it episodes and like trying to like dig at people. This shit is mad goofy. 
You know, I, I think about all these people that say they're activists and they just want their name as a part of a fucking bill, right? That isn't even beneficial in the same way as other bills that are out there, right? It's just about people's egos. Everyone wants to be a part of fucking some shit. And it's, it's fucked up because a lot of these people that show up to lobby day and like go to the courthouse to be active, right? They end up just perpetuating these stereotypes that we as cannabis users and advocates have, right? You're talking about people, in, politicians, people that have been elected in these positions who like, yo, how can we even get them to like agree that us growing for ourselves is a good thing when they still don't even hardly believe that cannabis is medicine. You know, when they see us showing up to the fucking courthouse looking like a bunch of fucking Cheech and Chongs, right? Looking like fucking lunatics. You know, that shit doesn't fucking help. Right? You talk to these delegates, but yet none of them even fucking give a fuck, right? There's certain people in our community that know what the fuck's going on. Rita, uh, Chicana, uh, Chicana Law, she is one of the best people to reach out to. At Patience Can, P-A-T-I-E-N-T-S-C-A-N-N, is a great resource uh, for those people trying to get involved in the political side of cannabis activism. Talk to Rita, reach out. She will help you focus your efforts towards things that are positive for our community, right? Instead of just trying to get your name attached to a bill because, you know, it sounds like it's a good bill, right? And I get it can be helpful, but one bill locking it in a certain way could potentially fuck up another bill that helps a more generalized group of people rather than just focusing on one aspect. Look, man, I know I don't post a lot of a lot of that kind of shit lately because for me, I have other ways that I can be helpful. I have other ways that I can help the community grow. You know, and I, I'm not going to rely on the government to handle that shit, which kind of ties back to the beginning. No matter what, No matter who you voted for, Trump, Biden, Joe Jorgensen, Kanye West, at the end of the day, no matter who's president of the United States, you have to remember that you are the president of your life. And nobody, nobody is going to run that shit better than you. Right? So take some time to figure out what it is that you're doing and how you can most effectively lead the democracy of your life. Do what you need to do. Do what's right for you. And focus on that while growing and helping others. If you enjoyed this podcast, do me a favor. Share it with your friends, your family, your fucking grandma. If you didn't enjoy it, well, you know, don't fucking share it. Simple, man. If you, uh, if you got 
Any questions, comments, concerns, shoot me a message on the gram, at Lord Bongtimore, on Twitter, at Bongtimore. Uh, like I said, buy a fucking patience over profits, T. Money is directly going into a fund that will be paying for meds for patients who cannot afford them. Right, as well as matched by some dollars from me directly out of my pockets. Um, if that if said person needs a med card, uh, I have places like Green Health Docs, uh, Fells Point Docs willing to give certifications, ready to go. So the quicker we can sell out of these teas, the quicker we can start helping some patients. Uh, stay tuned, because um, next week, or the next episode, um, I'm going to be interviewing presidential candidate Kanye West. And I'm also sending out a challenge to fucking Snoop Dogg for a fucking uh, smoke off. Snoop, you can't out smoke me, dog. Right? I'm challenging you for a charity smoke off. Let's go. Bonk more out.